Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. I'm the founder of the Miller Law Group and director of the Center for Understanding in Conflict. And I am on a mission to change how people divorce and help them divorce with dignity. And I'm thrilled to welcome back to the show Alyssa Deneen. She's the founder of Style My Profile, a consulting agency that helps clients improve their online dating profiles with the support of a professional stylist. Style My Profile is the first of its kind service. It offers profile help, wardrobe consultation, and photography packages. Alyssa has 20 years of experience in the fashion industry, and she serves as a freelance stylist for national publications, including Glamour and Real Simple. Welcome Melissa, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, I think what's really interesting, you know, we're talking about dating today, and dating is something that happens after divorce, hopefully, (laughs) sometimes before. (laughs) And I think a lot of people worry. You know, one of the things that we get, one of the questions we get here in the law firm a lot when potential clients call and and they're thinking about divorce and just trying to put their toe in the water is, you know, is their marriage really bad enough to call it quits? And if they, you know, their marriage is unhappy, but is there really anything else out there? And so, you know, what do you think about that? I mean, you're a professional. What do you think about staying in an unhappy marriage because you're afraid that no one else will love you? Yeah, well, that's a that's a great question, and it's something that I asked myself when I was, you know, about to leave my marriage. So I totally understand that. And I think, you know, first of all, staying in an unhappy marriage is not good for anyone. But I think what people don't realize is that there's so much out there. <laughs> and once you get out there into the in the single world, I think it seems a lot scarier, especially when you've been married for a long time. I mean, thinking about being single again is so daunting. And I think that once you get out there and, you know, as I say, you have to rip off the Band-Aid. <laughs> you know, your, your first few dates might feel um, scary, but then it can be fun. And I think that's something to remember. And you know, as I tell my clients, there's someone out there for everyone. And, you know, and people that have been dating for, you know, a year or so and haven't met anybody yet, I think what I always tell them is, there's always new people <laughs> splitting up <laughs> and getting online. So there's always going to be new people, new, you know, a new crop of people coming up. So unfortunately, that's just the reality. Yeah. So, I mean, but still, like, it is so daunting, right? And and so much has changed. If you've been married for 20 years, I mean, it, everything is online now and what that means and and what the implications are and how you do it and, and all of that have really changed. So, you know, first of all, I just want to, you, you said, and I'm quoting you, I think staying in a happy marriage is not good for anyone. I'm not sure that everybody would agree with that. I, I personally do. But, I mean, some people would say, well, it's better for the children. And other mm-hmm. people would say, you know, it's a sort of, you know, what I think of is kind of an old-fashioned value that marriage is for life and mm-hmm. no matter what you have to do, whether or not you're dating during your marriage or, or you know, seeing other people having affairs or whatever, it's better to stay married. And so what leads you, yeah. Alyssa, to say, you know, staying in a bad marriage isn't good for anyone? Well, you know, the friends that I do have that have 
stayed in their marriages um, for good or for bad. Mostly it is for their kids. And, you know, what I've talked about with them over and over again is that their kids know what's happening anyway. I mean, especially the older they get, they know that their parents are unhappy together. And I even have one friend who said her parents stayed together until literally like the day she went to college. (laughs) And she was like, wait, why didn't you guys do this like seven years ago? You know, and she kind of felt resentful that they had stayed together for quote unquote her sake when she knew all along. That's a lot of pressure to realize they only stayed together because they thought it was best for her. Exactly. No, I think that's what the kids feel is they feel that, you know, that responsibility in a way. And I think it, it, can cause a lot of guilt too. But yeah, I mean, and the friends that I have had that really debated it for a while and and clients too, and have shared this with me. And then they finally did it. It's like, I can't think of anybody who was like, you know, who didn't say to themselves, wow, I wish I had done this years ago. You know, I think everybody kind of, once they do it and they find how much happier they are, they're like, God, I wish that I had done that so long ago. Yeah. One thing that's very problematic about staying together, quote unquote, for the kids is that you teach your children that marriage is an unhappy relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and yeah. I think we all hope for our children to partner with people who work with them for family building and, you know, and for mutual support over a long period of time. But mm-hmm. that if we're mm-hmm. teaching them that marriage is unhappy, we're telling that we're teaching them how to not do that. I mean, what do you think about that? Oh, I, yeah, I mean, again, I, for a firsthand experience on that one, because I have two daughters and now they're almost 15 and 11. But now that I have a partner that I met four years ago online, we met on Tinder and now they see how happy we are together and how functional, I guess, our our relationship is and how we communicate and get along and have fun together. And it's like, it, I think it means the world to them to see that, you know, versus what they saw when I was with their dad. And, you know, and as happy it is for kids to think about their parents not being, you know, not staying together, I think they also, my kids at least, they so appreciate seeing me happy with someone else. And I think that's so important to model, well, for any kids, but especially a mom and to daughters. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think that's something to seriously consider if you think you're doing it for the kids. I think sometimes people hide behind that and say, well, mm-hmm. so it's really about who else will love me. And I'm not saying that if you're out there listening to this and you're thinking, well, you know what, I'm staying in an unhappy marriage for the kids, that that's not true for you. I'm just saying I wonder if there's a little bit of that question of the fear of what else is out there, who else will love me, and what does it mean to get out there and date again so, Alyssa Denine, what does it, I mean, for people who are dreading getting out there to date again, what do you say to them about the online dating, about the online dating scene and how everything has changed and how they're going to have to adapt and learn new skills? And I mean, what do they actually have to do? Well, okay. And that, that's the thing is that, you know, again, so many people think, oh, there's no way I'm going to go online dating. That just seems, you know, I've heard crazy things about it. <laughs> it sounds so, you know, really intimidating to people. But, you know, what I tell people, I mean, it's, it is a new language to learn, but you can learn it and it doesn't take as long as you think, especially, you know, it, it, with someone kind of showing you the way. And for me, I had a couple of single friends that kind of showed me the way and, you know, which is part of the reason why I started my business is because I wanted to be able to help newly divorced people like myself kind of navigate this completely new world of dating 
And, you know, I married my, I got married and met my husband, you know, right out of college. So it was way before, you know, dating apps and, and even cell phones. So it is a whole new world. And, you know, it's a, it's dating by text a lot of the time, which is also really new and learning how to communicate, but it's not impossible. And it's, it is, you do learn it and it, it is something that you can pick up basically with practice. You know, I mean, even taking a selfie, <laughs> it's something that I had never done until I was single. And then I, you know, you figure it out, but it all takes practice, but it, you can do it for sure. I mean, I have clients that are almost 80 years old who have either lost a partner or, you know, have gotten divorced late in life and, and they're online dating. <laughs> so I always feel like, you know, if my clients that are in their late seventies up to 80 can do it, you know, anyone can. So. <laughs> well, what's the first step to thinking about that online dating and making the transition to a single person, you know, in the market, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's good to, you know, research and investigate what dating apps would be right for you. And they all are slightly different from each other. And, you know, obviously there's more um, specific ones for, you know, people who are Jewish or people that are Christian or, you know, there's all so many different, you know, kind of specific genres. But, you know, I think it's just doing some research and figuring out based on your age and where you live. And I actually put together an, an online quiz for people to take. They can do it on my website. And um, it's kind of you answer, I think it's about eight or nine questions. And then it spits out like kind of what, what app is, is probably the best for you. So, you know, that's some place to start. But, I, you know, I think it's just researching what would work best for you and, and your lifestyle. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. And, and what do you, I mean, I think there's such a level of self-consciousness about it. Do you think that's true, Alyssa, for people who are just about, kind of going back into the dating scene? Dating? Yeah, you mean like versus, you know, people thinking that they can meet someone in real life? Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think that's something that, you know, especially my clients that are my age and older, I mean, I definitely did not think I was going to online date. I, you know, I thought I was going to get set up on all these blind dates by friends. And, you know, I really was confident in that and it, and it happened once. So, you know, I, I realized quickly that I needed to go online, but no one thinks they're going to have to go online. However, it is just the way people are dating now and continue to. And so I think that a lot of people that think, oh, I'm not going to tell any of my friends that I'm online dating. I mean, the thing is, is that if any of your friends are single, they're probably also doing it. So there, I mean, everyone, as I said, people from age 20 to age 80 are online dating now. So it's not, it's not taboo anymore. And I think so. younger than that, even Mike. Yeah, yeah, that's what I I'm think. sure. <laughs> yeah, probably right. Actually, yeah. I'm Catherine Miller. You're listening to Divorce Dialogues. We're here on WVOX 1460 AM in Westchester County every other Wednesday from five to five thirty, and we're also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm talking today with Alyssa Deneen about the new dating scene and going back to dating after you have been divorced. And we're talking about how awkward it can feel for people and, and how self-conscious. And I also, Alyssa Deneen, think that the whole idea of putting out a profile and then being judged. And, you know, I think people coming out of a divorce often feel really shaken, sometimes shaken to the mm-hmm. core in terms mm-hmm. of their identity, their attractiveness. You know, sometimes they feel that they've been rejected after many, many years of a relationship, and that can feel really hard. And then the idea that you're going to put yourself back out there, you know, many of my 
clients say to me, I am never dating again. I'm definitely never, Mm -hmm. when I say, you know, toward the end of the divorce, listen, if you do get remarried, we should really talk about a prenuptial agreement. They're like, don't worry, I am never getting married again. And I'm like, (laughs) I know it feels that way now, but I think there will be, there'll be a healing process, right? And you will get back out there into the dating world and you may choose to repartner and to make it official, so to speak. And so how should people think about their profiles, their pictures and all of that sort of stuff and not feel like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to take a selfie in a dark alley and post it up there and then think it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And so that's exactly, you know, what I discourage is, you know, you really do have to be somewhat intentional about putting up a profile because people can tell when, when you're not, you know, when you're kind of just barely dipping a toe in. <laughs> so, you know, for example, putting one picture up, not writing a bio, all those things kind of are telltale signs of people that either aren't ready or, you know, they don't really believe in it or, um, and that's something that's really important to check in with yourself on is everybody's timeline is different. And I have clients that have, you know, literally just split up from their spouse, you know, of 20 years, like a month ago. And then I've had clients that have been split up for 10 years and are just now feeling ready to date. So, and everything in between. So I think everybody's timeline is different and making sure that you are in fact ready and, you know, when, when you do feel ready to actually put some effort into your profile, because it really does show and people really do, people do actually read bios. And that was something that I was told when I first went online is, oh, no, guys don't even read a bio. They're just looking at your pictures. And that's actually not true at all. Um, and once I did, you know, add a more detailed bio, I got, you know, so many more matches and people messaging because it looked more legitimate and, and like I was serious about it. So it is really, it's much more important than you think. It's not just about the photos. However, of course, the photos are important and you should, you know, spend some time on them. And, you know, like I said before, you have to practice selfies or, you know, grab a friend and kind of force them to take a lot of photos of you, whatever you need to do. And it is going to take a practice. I mean, I switched out my photos, you know, a lot in the first few months because I was kind of figuring out what what worked for me and what didn't. So you know, obviously what what is going to be comfortable for you is also going to vary from person to person. Well, so what should go in the bio? That what's, what, I mean, you know, it shouldn't be like, okay, I'm a youthful, young-looking, fun-loving, delightful, <laughs> you know, 42-year-old. I mean, what really should go, and none of that is true, by the way, about myself. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I mean like, well, what what is what is it that would you know for our listeners if they're thinking, all right, maybe I really need to go back to my bio. And I remember a few years ago somebody suggested to me about my LinkedIn bio. You know, it really should be more sort of outward facing, not really just about my sort of statistics, right? Right. But more right, right. about right. what what the firm offers and how I see mm-hmm. the work we do. So it would be yeah. a little bit more personal and, and people could see the benefit of contacting me or, or one of my colleagues here at the Miller Law Group. And so is it like that, that you should think yeah, about? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it really is marketing yourself. It's, you know, as I say, you know, a resume as a bio is not is not good. <laughs> it should not just be, you know, facts and, and where you grew up and where you live. It should definitely be something. It has to be catchy, you know. I mean, I, I actually am coming out with a book um, this fall that's being published by HarperCollins. And, and, you know, I talk about all of this, but, you know, one of the things I say is that, you know, you really have to kind of, you have to sit down and, and write down, you know, 20 ad- adjectives to describe yourself. And 
cross out loyal, kind, and funny <laughs> because everybody uses those over <laughs> and over again. So you really have to get creative to be a little more catching people's attention and, you know, and, and it is marketing yourself. So that's just something to be, to be conscious of for sure. And not just listing out where you went to college and what you do for work. So when you mentioned, since you raised yourself as an example, Alyssa, what did you do to tweak your pictures and your bio that made it a little bit more interesting and more successful? Yeah. So, well, for one, as a married person with children, I had no pictures of just myself. (laughs) I'm sure that's how most people feel when they get divorced. So I really had to, you know, kind of step up my game, as I say, right away. And so, you know, at first I was practicing at home with selfies, which always felt awkward at first, but eventually I got used to it. And then I got into the habit of, of really like when I was with friends, whether it was out to dinner or, you know, in the summer at the beach or whatever, I would, you know, I would make sure I remembered because it's something that you just really don't think of when you're not single, but I'd remember to ask my friends, like, you guys take a picture of me doing this or doing that, or, you know, something of you in real life and in action. And, you know, obviously the, the more staged photos are less popular for dating apps. I mean, of course, like, you know, you could hire a professional for sure, as long as they know, as long as they they have experience with dating profiles, because it's not just a, you know, a studio shot where you're, you know, forcing a smile. It has to be more real life feeling and casual. So, you know, it's just remembering to ask people to take photos and, you know, a lot of those might get deleted at, you know, and you have to keep practicing really. It really is about practice. And people don't rely on their timers on their phone enough. (laughs) You know, that's really a good way to not have to do, you know, the mirror selfie is just setting up your phone and a timer and, and practicing that way too. So you're saying just like in the privacy of your own home, you mm-hmm. can just take a whole bunch of pictures and just sort yeah. of see how what it looks like and, and see right. what the lighting is like and what that outfit looks like and, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, even if it exactly. might be hard at, exactly. at, at times. Yeah. Well, and, and I even, um, I mean, for some clients that don't live in the area, you know, I even kind of art direct them in their own <laughs> home photo shoots from afar, you know, remotely, and they send me a bunch of pictures and I kind of, you know, tell them what works and what doesn't. And they really do pick up on it. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, I see what you mean. That smile doesn't look right. That one does. That outfit doesn't look great. That one does. And like you just said, in the privacy of your own home, take a bunch of photos and then you can delete all of them if you have to and try again, you know. It sounds silly to people that haven't had to do this, but it really does make a difference if you if you work at it and practice it. Well, I've never had to do it, and it doesn't sound silly at all to me. It sounds like really <laughs> well spent, and you know, if you really want to be successful at this, it really makes sense to be able to present yourself in the most genuine way. I think that's yeah. what it is. It's really yeah. in the most genuine way you possibly can that shows who you really are and what's important to you and, and, and your beauty as a person and obviously wrapped in as nice a package as you possibly can. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And then not trying, like you just said, and really being authentic to yourself. And, you know, and I have clients that come to me with, you know, stage studio shots taken by a professional. And, you know, unfortunately, I almost always say like, you know, you have to nix those. <laughs> I know you spent money on that, but it, that's not what people want to see. They want to see the real you. And like you said, you know, the best light possible, literally the best light possible, and you know, and, and flattering clothes. 
you know, and maybe a, a little more makeup than you would normally wear, or, you know, maybe your hair is slightly more done than it usually is. But, you know, the real you, to some extent, they, you know, really people want to see the authentic you. This is Divorce Dialogues. I'm Catherine Miller. Excuse me, I have a little bit of a <clears throat> frog in my throat today. Uh, we're here on WVOX Alternate Wednesdays from 5 to 5.30, and we're also available as a podcast. And, of course, if you've got any questions about divorce or marriage and you want to speak to a lawyer, please feel free to give us a call in the office at 914-862-7487. And I'm talking today with Alyssa Deneen, and she's the founder of Style My Profile NYC.com. Alyssa, what, what does Style my profile NYC do and what do you do to help clients make this entry or re-entry into the dating scene? Yeah, so I mean, I obviously I work one-on-one with clients, um, you know, and that's either styling photos, writing your bio for you, and, you know, date coaching as well. And really, we, we really dive deep in a discovery session and figure out what it is you actually want out of dating, you know, what you're, you know, what you're looking for really get into the real you um, so that we can write the best bio for you. And, um, and then of course, you know, taking some great photos. And then sometimes that includes like, you know, some people really want like a, a whole wardrobe overhaul, you know, so we'll take people shopping and, and do that too. And then also, in addition to that, aside from working with clients remotely over video, I also now developed a webinar series um, which is available on my website too. And it's a, a 12 session, um, workshop with a dating diary. And so it really helps you to, to really check in with yourself and, you know, on each topic, whether it's writing your bio or, you know, a first date outfit to wear and really, um, you know, diving a little deeper and getting to really what you, what you want out of this and, and not repeating mistakes too, you know, kind of taking notes about how you feel on, on dates and then kind of maybe, you know, so that you're aware of patterns and that kind of thing. So it really gets really into the, <laughs> into more of the psychology behind your, you know, your own dating habits. Um, so that's on my website. And then also, um, I'm offering a membership too, which is a monthly Q and A dating Q and A with me and then experts like sex therapists and makeup artists and photographers talking about selfies. So it's kind of, you know, a lot of guest experts, including a Q and A with session with me each month. That's a tremendous amount of, of stuff that you do. <laughs> what, what do you find, Alyssa Deneen, is the f- most common first question or questions that people ask you when they call about um, potentially working with you? I think, yeah, most people are really actually, you know, strangely when they're just getting into this are really confused about what dating app to use um, because there are so many options out there. You know, as strangely, that is the first question. That's the major question that people are asking um, when they first are getting into this is, you know, which one is actually the right one for me? So that's probably the biggest. And is there, I mean, I know we talked a little bit about this earlier in the show, but is there one that you think is a great place for someone just generically to start? And, you know, thinking about a post-divorce person, not like a 22-year-old. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So definitely the post-divorce, you know, world usually does start with Match.com, you know, because it's generally good for, you know, people that are 40s and older, which is generally divorce community. I I completely Um, agree with that. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, as a generalized, thing for, for, you know, most people, I would say match is definitely the, the better 
option. Can you use, and I'm a complete know-nothing here, but is it that you could use the same bio and the same pictures from, from site to site, or you want to tweak it a little depending on the, on the tone of the site you're talking about? No, that, that's a good question because you can use the same photos, definitely, and I usually recommend that, especially if you are going on a few, um, just to keep it consistent because there are the same people on, <laughs> on also several apps. But the bios are, are different for each app, actually, so depending on which one it is, it can be, you know, 1,500 words and it can be 300 characters, which is Bumble, so that's really short. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you know what 300 characters looks like, but it's like three sentences, basically. Um, so that's actually, you know, contrary to what people believe, it's actually harder to write something really good in a small amount of space. So I really help people with, with that, um, is making the best bio for something like Bumble. All right. Well, that's super. Great information. Alyssa Denine, thank you so much for being our guest on Divorce Dialogues. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me again. It was great to talk to you.